at the NFL Combine, uh, Rowdy and I were talking about before the show started, RJ. You hadn't popped in here yet. Oh, yeah. At the NFL Combine, there are there's a three Badgers? Yes. Three Badgers are there. Correct. Keanu Benton, Herbig, and Tippin. Yep. And we're going to hear from Keanu Benton and Nick Herbig momentarily here. of comments from them from uh, their time at the podium yesterday. About Rowdy, you had made a statement about one school that has more than a bunch of other big-time schools. Yeah, North Dakota State's got like three or four guys there, which is well, that's equal or better than a lot of big-time programs, including like Wisconsin's, Michigan yeah. State's, yeah. like all those type of programs. Yeah. Like, all right, go North Dakota State. A little, I mean, you see it, Christian Watson, right? Green yeah. Bay Packers. Well, I think they're starting to do that because they want to see more of them, and by inviting them there, it gives people a reason not to draft them so high. <laughs> Is that what it is? All right. So what's Herbing and Bettner? What? Second, third round? Somewhere in that area? Probably third. Yeah. Third. Well, Nick Herbig. See, Benton's stock is going through the roof. It is. Because at the end of the season, Benton was like projected to be like fourth, fifth round pick. Now they're sitting there saying He's third, a, yeah. maybe second. He's a top five D tackle. Yeah, he, and depending on what happens with Carter here, he's a top 40 tackle. His stock from the last game he's played <laughs> till current day has just skyrocketed. We'll hear from him momentarily. I did like the comments that uh, too bad he didn't play in a defense that showcased him. All right. Actually, you know when, what? When, he, when he's getting double teamed almost every snap and you see other people getting sacks behind him, he's doing his job. Well, let's hear from him right now, actually. Here, here is Keanu Benton. Uh, what he learned as a player while at Wisconsin? Um, I would say Wisconsin has definitely taught me a lot. Um, coming in my freshman year, I just knew what I needed to do, and then I knew I was good in the run game. Um, sophomore, junior, senior year, I started to develop my pass rush, started to develop my knowledge on the whole defense. So I feel like that just helped me in general, knowing the right place to be at the right time, and then opening uh, pockets for myself to go make plays. So that's what he learned as a player out at Wisconsin. Then he talked about the progress he made as a player at Wisconsin. You know, coming in as a freshman, like I said, I didn't know everything. Um, I just knew what I needed to do in some of the plays. Um, I was just out there playing off natural talent. Then I had to learn how to get how to get that better. Um, so it, it, I think my progression was well deserved. Um, I didn't have like no uh, measured amount of snaps my junior senior year, but I worked towards that, and I learned from the older guys on how to manage everything and how to learn their playbook. So I feel like I've earned those rights to play as many snaps as I did towards the end. Dude is a monster. Yeah. He's an animal. Yeah. He's a beast. Correct. All correct. And you want to know why? I, I'm going to play this clip specifically for you, RJ, and for you, Nelson. By the way, for people out there, Nelson is also rowdy. <coughs> Nelly. Nelly. Nels. Nelsner. Nope. Well, I'm going to say that one. <laughs> well, this is for you guys right here. Uh, and I know a lot of people out there will smile as well. Keanu Benton talking about what made him good as a football player. You know, wrestling, I suggest, like, all the kids to wrestle. Everybody I talk to, um, it's because, like, first of all, the grit um, one-on-one is you and one other person that you got to go against in that ring. So um, that's the grit, the grit factor. And then kind of with your hands, hips, leverage, feet, all that stuff, um, I feel like that translated phenomenally to the football field. Man, imagine that. Boys? And that and that's not wrestling in, like, Iowa or anything like that. That's Janesville Craig. That's Janesville Craig. That's Janesville Craig. 
Craig. No, I mean, he was also He was a, really, really good. Yeah, he yeah. was a top. <laughs> yeah. He was on the podium at State. But how many he times do you hear... twice in a row. How many times do you hear of like an awesome defensive lineman or offensive lineman? They're like, yeah, I wrestled. Yeah. And yet everybody looks at it and they're like, nah. Every time you that. hear a guy that's a beast in the NFL or in college, he's like, yeah, I came up. I was a wrestler. You hear that all the time. Right. And like still to this... Well, you learn day. how to hand fight, and obviously hand fighting and wrestling is slightly different than being an offensive or defensive lineman, but offensive and defensive linemen are essentially hand fighting every single play. Yep. Uh, you get learn, leverage. You learn leverage. You learn how to use your hips. You get quick feet. How many times, RJ, when there would be like an Oklahoma drill? Yeah. That where it would be like Wisconsin or whoever was doing it. And I'm like, oh, I watched that drill and it just makes me want to launch that guy like six yeah. feet. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like because they don't we were, understand. We were watching leverage. that. Some some coaches like posting video of like say low man wins, Rowdy. Yeah, coaches posting video like this is how you do it, and Nelly and I are watching and be like, you didn't have to do that. Like all you got to do is put your hand right here. You're gone. Like toss the dude. Just toss his ass. Low man wins, Rowdy. Make oh. sure, make sure you keep your hips up, though. What, what was the one we were we were seeing? It was no pads, and it's yeah, this like guy. A, he's like, I'm teaching him about leverage, and it's two guys just going like this, just pushing just one each other yeah. like, like sumo, this. like they're sumo wrestlers. No, they were fully extending their arms, oh, really, like, just going like. That's we were not watching leverage. One video, no. and and they were it, like probably <laughs> they were college that's athletes. Not, that's not leverage. So yeah, that's not leverage. Quite a probably got quite a bit of weight on on myself. And I'm sitting there watching it as the one guy is just so out of position. I'm like, because I was pretty decent at Greco back in the day. I'm like, I think I could take this D1 college athlete and launch him about 10 feet. <laughs> and launch his ass. All right, we're going to get to comments from Nick Herbig as well and more from Keanu Benton on kind of what happened. Well, not kind of what happened. What happened midseason? Paul Chris being fired, then Jim Leonard not getting the job. Uh, they both kind of speak on it and also how it made them uh, better as a player, but also what Wisconsin uh, is like, um, you know, behind closed doors. So we'll get to that momentarily. First, line one. Thanks for waiting on hold. Who's this? Hey, it's Chris Texan, your favorite Texan. Whoa, dude, uh, what's up? What's happening, my man? What's good? Hey, real quick, I figured out the mystery body of Scott. <laughs> so I think what he's doing is he's actually measuring his neck and saying that he's got a 14-inch neck, like, I wear a 16 neck shirt. Yeah. I just measure my neck. I go, there's no way this guy's 280 and 14. <laughs> is he just measuring like across instead of around? No, he, I mean, put it, I, 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 like I said, I wear a 16 shirt and I just put a little tape measure around my neck and I measure like 14, 14 and a half was like the best I could get. <laughs> for 16. So I think that he's probably got, 14 inch neck and wears probably a 16 and a half shirt. Okay. That's, okay. That'd be my guess. So like you're, what, what you're like saying is my, my strangling story probably doesn't hold any water. I, I like that. That was pretty good. I'm not kidding either. His, his great grandfather invented choking people. No, I, I, I believe that part. I, I, I thought Eva, that was Eva cool. Lewis. Look it up. Yeah. He's good. He's but, a, but even a, like, a, believe it or a not, jacket. in the history of man, his great, great grandfather <laughs> was the first to ever choke somebody. Yeah. yeah. Think of like a jacket or a sports coat. Like I wear maybe a forty-two, and yeah. I just measure my chest. You know, because yeah. my 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 thin, skinny barrel <laughs> chest is not 
42 inches. They're like 38. Yeah, but I bet you got some 22-inch pythons hanging off the chest, those biceps of yours, like the Hulkster. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's, I think that's it. <laughs> I'm going to call it mystery solved. Uh, if anyone could do it, you're a private eye now, Wistaxon. We love you, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. See you, buddy. Have a great day. Now, my question is, if Thank that you. conversation drove him to get out the tape measure and and measure his neck. How many other people did? That's I'm, a I'm great question. I'm say a lot of people did. Did you measure your neck? 608-321-1670. Yeah, I measured my neck. It's like, I think he's a little confused. Uh, let's see here. Let's fi- Thursday. <laughs> yeah, well, Thursday, yeah, less than an hour from now, Rob Reichel to join us. Talk oh, some Packers. We can get his measurements, too. Ooh, Rabbi, I'll, I'll text him right now. Text I need your measurements. There. Yep. Of your neck uh, and miss, my left arm is a little longer a little than the right. Than a Diet Coke, please. Oh, and make a diet. And make a diet. That'd be Shooter McGavin. It's a Pepsi. Buddy. He was, oh yeah, Pepsi. Damn it. I was thinking of Jacko. Sorry. Yeah. It's supposed to be his tour. Uh, real quick. on um, tour. Uh, Keanu Benton. Yeah, I mean, the re- you always hear that uh, wrestlers, right? Like, who was, um, why can't I think of his name off the Green Bay Packers? He went to the Detroit Lions. He was big in wrestling. He was big in anime, too. Um, Mike Daniels. Williams? Mike Daniels oh. was a big wrestler. He, was, yeah. he wrestled Iowa? Or did he just play football there? No, the, he's from the state of Iowa. Okay, that's what it was. And then, yeah, he was a big-time wrestler. Uh, you hear all of the guys. Remember Roddy White? Yeah. I think he was, like, at least a one- or two-timer in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Ray, Ray Lewis was a two-timer mm-hmm. in Florida. So, I mean, when you hear people, like, when they commit their kids to just one sport. I mean, hell, you heard J.J. Watt just oh, talking uh, about this. Kenny you're Clark, doing, right yeah, now. Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark big time was a wrestler in California. Like, you hear J.J. Watt saying, like, you're doing, you're doing kids a disservice by committing just to one sport. You you guys, gotta go out there. Did you guys see the, the article that went viral of Garrett Wolf, former D-tackle for yeah. the Denver Broncos, also played, obviously, D-tackle at Northern Illinois. Oh, yeah. Also a state guy. Really? State wrestler. I mean, they're everywhere, and you look how good these guys are, and they all can, you know, they say, well, it's, it's wrestling, dude. That's what uh, that's what did it for me. There's no surprise to anyone. Paul Chris was fired. Jim Leonard was what? the interim. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a surprise to you? He is fired, dude. He got like $14 million, though. Yeah, I saw that. He's, he's canned after Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini of Illinois beat him at the Camp Randall. It was like one of the worst losses I've ever seen. News to me. RJ, you were... I think RJ suffers PTSD from it. He was there in attendance, and I think it was so bad you tried to block it out of your mind. That's why you don't remember. Maybe. And then uh, Chris was fired. Jim Leonard was named the interim head coach. Everyone thought Jim Leonard would get the job. But if you heard this before, stop me. And then all of a sudden, Luke Fickle came out of nowhere, and now he's the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. And people are, like, anointing the Badgers the next greatest, best thing ever, myself included. Yeah. Well, they're asked about it, actually. Uh, Keanu Benton. Nick Herbig at the Combine yesterday. Now, during all of this, um, you know, who was the most emotional about all of it, boys? Uh, Nick Herbig? Nick Herbig. Yeah. He cried a lot, if you remember correctly. He cried. That did happen. A lot. A lot. Like, a lot. A lot, a lot. Now, thankfully, on the podium yesterday, he was not crying. Oh, that's good. Now, he uh, talks about... You know, on the Badgers' struggle his final year, and was it a learning experience for him? Yeah, for sure. I think that was uh, one of the one of the first times I really went through a lot of adversity in my career. Um, you know, and it, it kind of 
it didn't feel like it was supposed to happen that way. You know, we're coming off a, a pretty decent season the year before. I, I got voted captain, so I'm thinking like, man, this is about to be the year we're gonna we're gonna make a run at it, and just everything kind of hit the wall. You know, it kind of puts things in perspective that um, you know things don't always go the way that you plan or you want them to. Uh, so just learning that, you know, I have to take take it day by day, enjoy enjoy every last workout, every last game I get with my brothers. Um, enjoy every single practice because you never know when this game will be taken from you. I mean, we all kind of thought that Wisconsin would have a lot better year than what they had, right? It was, yeah. It was, hence why there's a new coach. Now, Herbig says losing games made him angry. Yeah, I think you just have to have a controlled aggression. You know, um, obviously I was, I, I, I hate losing more than I love winning. Um, so just uh, losing, you know, didn't sit right with me, but, you know, I had to learn to, uh, harness that and uh, just use that as motivation to to get myself to the next level. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Motiv- I, don't, I don't know. Uh, hopefully we can, you know, uh, guys are emotional in the NFL. I get it. I don't really see people like crying too much unless it's like they lost the Super Bowl. <clears throat> have that in check. But he did uh, and was asked, did he ever meet with Badgers coach Luke Fickle? Because he, he really, didn't he tweet out like if Leonard's not here, I'm gone or something like that? Like he was... Then he deleted uh, well, it. Then he deleted it. And... He was like that with Paul Chris too. Yeah. No, it's the tweet uh, after Fickle was hired, and and he tweeted out, "What a joke." Yeah, that's what it was. And then that got deleted. Well, he was asked, "Did you ever meet the new Badgers coach, Luke Fickle?" Uh, yeah, I actually did. He's a good guy. Uh, I think I think the program is in great hands. I think uh, Luke Fickle is uh, the right guy for the job. Um, I think he's going to do a tremendous job there at Wisconsin for sure. So it sounds like after the hiring, got Nick Herbig was in his feelings. <laughs> yeah. And then someone's like, yo, dude, we need to uh, kind of button it up a little bit here. Hey, bud. Can we can we just kind of play a little nice to the public? We know you're not going to be here now. So, yeah. Uh, Keanu Benton, he talks on the season that was on uh, coming from Wisconsin where they fired their coach midseason. Yeah, you know, I realize it's a business. Um, that's 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 all it is. Uh you know, at Wisconsin, we're a lot, we're a lot family oriented. Um, so, I feel like the guys took a little bit of shock to it. But Coach Chris reminded us like we still got a, a task at hand, and we got to continue to fight for each other, and not just because he got fired. Um, but I, I realize it's a business. Um, people are going to come and go, but at the end of the day, you got to handle your business. Who would it be a weirder year for? Like a, a senior or a guy ready to leave for the NFL for the year that happened or like the incoming freshman? Well, I like that perspective from Keanu Benton Same. because he's like, you know what? We can't control anything. It's a business. People come and go. The only thing that we control is handling our business. Because remember at the beginning of the year before Paul Chris was fired, where all of a sudden he was trying to fire. What was it? Washington State. He was trying to fire people up on the sideline when the team wasn't playing well. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? I'm not even getting a response. Like, these, yeah, these, yeah, these, my teammates aren't even responding. It's like they don't care. Well, I'm here to play. Yep. I'm here. He said, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> but then everyone else around him was like, yeah, we're not, though. Yeah, we're just going to sit like, here dude, and just, take our lumps just sit against down? this like, team that Ben Kenny thinks is great. You're kind of bugging me right now. Can you hey, just by the down? way, that's another bet that Ben Kenny lost. Yeah. Still looking to get paid. Now, is he in Vermont or Utah? I thought it was... I thought he was in Vermont, but then I thought I saw him taking some in Utah skiing. Yeah, he, he was, the, was going both places. What? Yeah. Man. A guy that poo-poos the Wisconsin winners and goes to two places with even more winner. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to ask Is he really going him. to two places? Yeah. 
Because I thought, it, really, he he told that to Bill. He's like, oh, yeah, fly in to one, fly into two locations for skiing. He said that on air. No, I'm not a skier, but isn't like, like, obviously it's good skiing where he's at Vermont or isn't like when you're in that area, isn't it like snow is snowed by then? Like it's like. And the trees are well, the trees. Well, you're up in the mountains, so like <laughs> the trees are the like trees. The, the snow, snow is the snow. The snow doesn't, it, doesn't it kind of just you're work? high enough. The snow isn't melting, even if it's done. Yeah, snowing. big big pow. Yeah, pow, isn't, pow. That, isn't that the same? And both it, like pow. What do I know? It's white, and then there's green of the trees, and you ski down it. Yeah, and you just take a little different lefts and rights, I guess. Bailey Zappy versus Jack. Cohen. Wrong turns though. Don't Sunny Bono send you off a cliff. Don't Sunny Bono it. Roddy. Wow, I was talking about cliffs or the tree. Sorry. Yeah. But, Bailey Zappi versus Jack Cohn. Ben takes a huge L. Big time L. Hey, he's a starter right now. Danny Willett finishing in top 30 of the Masters. Big L for Huge ben. L for Ben. That might be his biggest Hold L. Hold this L, Ben. Uh, what was the other one? Or Washington State. Washington you? State, I said, would be a 7-5 and five team. Let's not let's not get, get it twisted that this isn't barely a bowl team. Yeah. He said, oh, this is a 9-3 and three team. And then we said, hey, 8-4, and four, they'll push. They were 7-5. and five. Hold this L. Benjamin, I just need to make more bets with. There's ben. another one too. I think there's another one. Maybe Ben will book my college basketball. Then I won't have any bad beats. <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy just needs to be inspired by <laughs> cramming at the pen. <laughs> awesome. All right. So there you go. There's a little uh, update, I guess, on Ben Kenny. And speaking of Ben Kenny, Kenny and Heilprin tonight live monks at some prayer from five to six. A couple things happened to our guy, Zach Heilprin. What? Where I have received the text message, if me, myself, could step up and fill in for the Kenny side of things, for Kenny and Heilprin. Our guy, Bill Nagy, had uh, some uh, work stuff to get in the way, and then a couple other players that were going to come on uh, had some engagement. So, Zach, hit me with the text last night. Hey, man. I should get a text from Barry. No, he doesn't. Hey, man. <laughs> Could you do me a solid? Would you want to jump in for Kenny and Heilprin live wow. monks? I'm like, Zach, anything. For, for you, you, anything. So, I, I just don't want to disappoint Zach. That's all. So tonight, live, Monks yeah. of Sun Prairie, myself, oh. and Zach. Ah. Kenny and Heilprin. Let's go. Ebo and Heilprin now. So in honor of uh, me feeling for Ben Kenny, I'll be like the Eeyore. I'll be, oh, oh, I don't have an opinion on that. Uh, are you going to do a two-minute soliloquy at it after, as it starts? That, and then I'll, I'll, ben, lo- I'll lose a couple bets to Rowdy. Yeah. And then I'll be an Eeyore. <laughs> and I'll drink soda with, or uh, soda water soda with lime. Just play on that. Multiple connotations here with the song Led Zeppelin's Heartbreaker. Will there be a heartbreaker tonight? At the Kohl Center, i.e. the Badgers breaking the hearts of the Purdue Boilermakers? Or will the Purdue Boilermakers break the hearts of Badger fans and the Badgers themselves and maybe send them packing from what they're on the bubble for March Madness? We also have, could there be heartbreak in Green Bay? Aaron Rodgers retiring, Aaron Rodgers being traded, coming back. And we have a real heartbreaker himself, Mr. Handsome, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. What's up, you heartbreaker? I thought you might play the end by the doors for me today, Evo. I thought that's the direction you were going. Well, there's always your outro song, I, Rob. There's always an outro uh, yeah, song. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know we love to roll the Led Zepp, and, uh, but with all the Rogers drama, I, I, I thought you might give me some Jim Morrison. You know, this is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end. 
Well, Robbie, how about our, this? Our elaborate plans, the end of everything that stands, right? I don't always have to play Led Zeppelin. You can always tell me whatever you want me to play, and I'll do it. I am. They call me DJ Request off air, so whatever you want, I'll play. Uh, but Rob, yeah. for you, hey, hey, you, you can never go wrong with the Zepp. I just, I, I thought with uh, with everything looming around the quarterback, you might throw me a curveball today, Evo. Well, Rob, no, you're not hallucinating or tripping. As Jim Morrison did many times, or I'm not on a darkness retreat, right? Well, you could be. You could be calling from a dark room right now. I don't know that. Is, where are you calling from right now, Rob? I'm actually calling from my home office. Are, so. the, are the blinds shut? Do you have blackout curtains? No, no, plenty <laughs> of light. Me and the me and the dog and Evo. Good day. Hey, I love it, man. Rob, here you go. Jim Morrison, <laughs> the doors. This is the end. Is it truly the end? Aaron Rodgers came out of his hobbit hole, and he went on the Aubrey Marcus podcast, and he said, I don't have a decision yet. What a surprise, right? <laughs> We're going to drag this thing out until March 15th and, <laughs> and, and, and be the okay, lead I like story. It. I like it. It's be, funny to me. It's funny. Hey, I, hey I, I tell you what. It gives you guys great content for two months straight. Not, Rowdy wants to kill himself over it. Like, Rowdy. Well, I, I, I believe that. But, but amazingly, you know, everybody at Woodman's, right, wants to talk about it. Everybody at the Quick Trip wants to talk about it. And every, everybody at the local Rob, watering Rob, I kid you not. At, at so, the gym the other so day, Evo, Rob, yep. at the gym the other day, I was talking to some guy um, uh, next to the squat rack. Uh, we were talking about uh, the sports. And some dude got off the treadmill, walked all the way over to us, some old-timer wearing a Packers shirt. He goes, I heard you guys talking about Rodgers. What do you think? We just started talking Rodgers. Literally everyone wants to talk about it. It's crazy. Evo, everywhere I go, that's all anybody wants to talk about. You know, if I'm at the supermarket, the gas station, like I said, it, it doesn't matter. You need to hang and, out with Rowdy because Rowdy will swear and, it off. Rob, and he, and, I feel and, like and Homer Simpson. Are, I want to choke Bart Simpson every time I people bring this up. <laughs> I'm with you, Nelly. I'm with you. But, uh, you know, what, whatever. It is what it is. And, 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 and the quarterback fully understands it and but but guys we've hit a point here now it's it's march 2 right we're we're 13 days away from from the new league year beginning that you know good and rogers have to put on their big boy pants here in the next i would say five days to seven days at the most something like that and get this whole thing uh figured out um whether or not he is going to come back it, it it completely dictates where green bay is going from here uh, you know the, the the rest of the off season and and all indications and all breadcrumbs lead you to believe that that it is probably the end that that Rogers if he wants to come back will be in a different uniform. But again, he, you know he can show up for you know whenever he and Gutekunst have that meeting, he can certainly show up and and make like life difficult for the Packers. If indeed, uh, you know, Gutekunst relays to him that they want to go in a different direction and they want to see what the young kid Jordan Love has. Right, so, Rob, speaking of Brian Gutekunst, uh, he was on the podium at the start of the NFL Combine, right? He had the local media, then the national media. Uh, listening to the presser and talking to people, uh, you know, uh, about it all, uh, did Brian Gutekunst's tone kind of change a little bit and, like, how he worded things and what he was talking about? It sounded more of, like, it, it used to be, like, yeah, we want number 12 back. We want Rodgers back, blah, 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 blah. Now it's, like. Well, Jordan loves a starter. Uh, I know he's a starter. I, I haven't heard from Aaron. Uh, I haven't heard from him since the end of the season. Like, did Goody's tone change, or is that just me picking it up? Oh no it 
it changed dramatically, and that's what I wrote the other day at Forbes and at Conley Evo. So, so I'll, I'll give you the exact quote. Here Gutekunst is in December, all right, before uh, with about a month left in the season, and he's asked, you know, do you want Rodgers back? And he says, surely, yeah, we made a big commitment to him in the offseason. So that was obviously something that was very important to us. And he went on to say that it wasn't just a one-year commitment. It was a multiple-year commitment, okay? Five weeks later, they finished the season, right? Everybody's disappointed. They lose to the Lions in the finale where they can get into the playoffs. They they finished the year eight and nine for their first losing season, you know, since Mike McCarthy was there. He's asked again at the end of the season, you know, do you want 12 back? And, And he reiterates kind of the exact same thing. You know, we made this huge financial commitment to him last off season. You know, that certainly, and here was the quote. So I, so that certainly wasn't just for 2022. He asked about it again on Tuesday, right, at the Combine, multiple times. Uh, Wisconsin media to start the day, uh, later at a press conference. Um, and, he, and, and, and the big thing you can pull out of that Evo is probably this one. I think all options are on the table right now. And he was vague, mm-hmm. and he was elusive, and he, I mean, he was Barry Sanders-like in, in, in dodging questions <laughs> in terms of making any type of long-term commitment at this point to Aaron Rodgers. And he was absolutely, um, you know, uh, 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 over, over the top and exuberant in his praise of Jordan Love. It, it certainly felt um, like Brian Gutekunst in his, you know, without coming out and 100% publicly saying it, it certainly felt like Brian Gutekunst was relaying the message you know, that the Packers are ready to turn the page and rip off the Band-Aid, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use and, and move on and, and turn this thing over to Jordan Love in, in 2023, I, exactly like they did back in that Favre-Rogers transition uh, back in, in 2008. And, and we went into this a little bit last week, Ebo, and, and I wrote about it again in the last few days. Uh, the, 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 the way this lines up and shapes up, and, and again, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that Jordan Love is going to have the kind of career that Favre did or Rodgers did. But but the way this transition lines up and shapes up um, with with both quarterbacks sitting for three years, Rodgers was the 24th pick in the draft. Love was the 26th pick in the draft. Uh, Love's passer rating is about 80. Rodgers was 74. Their touchdown to interception ratios were both one to one. And here's the real killer. Uh, Evo to me when when the 2008 season started Aaron Rodgers was 24 years old in 10 months when the 2023 season starts Jordan Love will be 24 years old and 11 months uh, a month apart I mean the the parallels in in in, in the potential transition here um, of Favre to Rodgers and now Rodgers to Love are absolutely remarkable and 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 you know and not just that guys in you know, in the level of play that the organization has seen uh, from the backup quarterback, um, Rodgers back in 07, how, how they saw the growth in his game and felt that, you know, even after Favre led that team to, a, to an NFC title game, they felt that Rodgers was ready to be the man. And it clear, it's very clear now coming out of Green Bay, they feel identical with, with Jordan Love, that he is ready to be the starter now, potentially the starter for several years moving forward. And and now I think, you know, like, like we touched on, it, it, it's time Rodgers and Gutekunst get together, meet, hash this thing out, and, and lay out the next 
best potential plan for the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Man, I mean, I, Rob, it's crazy to me. Like just a year ago, uh, before the season started, uh, I think it would be like yeah, probably like seventy thirty seventy percent loved Rodgers, thirty percent wanted to see a, a, a regime change. I think it's like eighty twenty ninety ten now. Like ninety eighty to ninety percent of people are like sick of Rodgers and want him gone. Like, have you ever seen a shift like this in the perception of? the guy who leads the Green Bay Packers? Well, I think more than anything with it, Ebo, you know, you, you can put up with a lot of his nonsense when he's winning MVPs, right? He's, he's certainly the most high-maintenance player in the league. Um, you know, if, if, if he's in Hollywood, this might play out. It doesn't play out in blue-collar Wisconsin. You know, the, <laughs> the, 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 the guy in Krivitz, the guy in Prentice, the guy in Ashland, the guy in Kenosha, the guy in Baraboo gets get sick of this, right? He, they're, they're tired of it, Ebo. And, 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 the guy and again, when, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he's winning MVPs and, and they're the number one seed in the NFC, again, you can kind of live with some of the garbage that you have to put up with with this guy. Um, when you're 8 9 and you don't make the playoffs, the narrative absolutely changes. I thought they made a major mistake. Uh, a year ago, when when they when they made that kind of financial commitment to Rodgers, the three year, one hundred and fifty point eight million dollar uh, e- extension that they gave him, it made him the highest paid player in the league, average uh, salary per season ever. Ebo, and he still holds that title. He's still he's still the highest paid player in the league, average per year right now. And um, you know, I with, with with the potential that Love had, uh, his, his potential growth. Um, and you could look down the road and, and see at some point in time the paths of he and Rodgers were going to intersect in terms of when you'd have to make a decision on what to do with love. But, you know, they, they made that financial commitment and decision with Rodgers, and, okay. um, you know, they're, they're, they're paying the price for it. And the second part of that equation, just real quick, Ebo, is you're talking about a quarterback that really has been extremely disappointing in the postseason since 2010. So you have, you know, and I, I, know, I know they weren't there this year, but when you trace his history from 2011 to 2021, his playoff performances uh, border between mediocre and dreadful, and and that <laughs> that is that is, that is just not a winning formula. And and I, you know, clearly Gutekunst has hit a point where he wants to see what his guy, the 26th pick in the 2020 draft, can do. And now is the time to make that happen. Either. Robbie, if Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers, will uh, the fans out there who want him gone and, and, and maybe yourself uh, and some of the reporter can, will you guys have to do your own darkness retreat to just get away for it for a while and think about life? <laughs> hey, you know, whoever's on, whoever's on that roster, it's, it, it, it's no skin off my nose. That, that's who we write about, right? Yeah. The fans, I think, are a little bit different of a story. Although, you, you know, we, we, we do know in, in, in Green Bay that, you know, um, they are all in on, you know, their, their football team, their heroes, those 53 guys that suit up. And so if Rodgers is back, and, um, and, and I know the public perception is certainly against him right now, and I know a lot of people want to see what Jordan Love can do, uh, they'll forget in a hurry and they'll be running out and buying the number 12 jerseys uh, pretty quickly, I, I, I really okay. do believe. And, and, unless, Evo, they start – you know, one and four, and then people are going to be clamoring, uh, you know, for a quarterback change. It, it, guys, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Well, let me ask you this. And, Can I ask you this on, on quarterbacks, Robbie? Yep. So Absolutely. if on the same ilk, if Rodgers comes back. So if Rodgers comes back, there's also reports out there. Uh, Brian Gutekunst has said it, too, that Jordan Love's the starting quarterback in 2023. I saw I read a report last week that Jordan Love in his camp, 
he will be starting in 2023. Like, if it's for the Packers, if not elsewhere. So if Rodgers comes back, is Love being traded then, or do they keep him for, like, what happens? Because Love, Love and his camp, they want to play. Well, Evo, you literally could see a situation, and this, this would be remarkable if, if it plays out. I don't think we'll ever get to this in July and August, but you could see a, you could see a potential uh, where there's a quarterback competition um, in, in training camp. And, you know, you, you, you flash back to that summer of 2008, and, you know, for a few days at least, that's where the Packers were with Favre and Rodgers when Favre showed back up you know, in the building before he was eventually traded to the New York Jets, it was certainly looking like it was going to play out that summer, like there was going to be a quarterback competition between, you know, the great Brett Lorenzo Favre and then the young Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, eventually McCarthy, uh, you know, said that, the, you know, the, 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 the train has left the station and, and um, you know, that they moved on and they traded Favre to the Jets. And Murphy talked about all the silos and, and, and things like that. Um, but, but no, there, there, there's no question, guys, that, uh, Gutekunst believes he, he he has a starting quarterback in in Jordan Love, and, and he's going to want to see him play. Now, when he gets together with Rodgers, it'll be fascinating if he if, if he throws that out there. You're going to if you come back, you're competing for your job because I I don't think Aaron's pride would let him do that. Again, Aaron can make this sticky um, and and really tricky for the Packers with with, with the huge salary that. Um, that he has on the books, and, and if he doesn't go quietly into the night, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't agree to a trade to a certain team, or he doesn't agree to a trade at a certain time, where where it's far more detrimental to the Green Bay Packers, you know, when it comes to the salary cap guys. So, um, you know, you, you you would think uh, the relationship between Gutekunst and Rogers is certainly better than it was three four years ago. That they're in a place, I think, where they can where they can come to some type of an agreement, what's best for Aaron, what's best for the Packers. And this can be done, you know, far more clean than things were done in 08. Rogers saw how that played out. He, hell, he was, he was part of it, guys. You know, he, he was right in the middle of it, getting booed at training camp, you know, on, on, a, on, on a number of different days. Um, I, you know, I, I do think he and Love are reasonably close. I don't think he wants a similar situation. Rogers, that is. I don't think Rogers wants a similar situation for Love to go through that, you know, in terms of what Rogers went through. So I, you know, I think they're going to have a meeting here guys in in the next week, they're going to get this all hashed out. They're going to figure out the best landing spot for Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure Brian Gutekunst has a few, you know, places already uh, teams that he's talked with and and potential spots for Rodgers to be dropped um, and eventually traded to. And, and I would think by the time the new league year starts on March 15th, uh, whether Rodgers is officially traded or the trade doesn't go through until after June 1 when it's an easier salary cap hit for the Packers that, that we're talking about Aaron Rodgers kind of in a, you know, in a post-tense uh, Green Bay you know, Packer-type deal, guys. Man, Robbie, what a, what a time to be alive. We're talking about... What if, he pull, what if he pulls the ultimate Kevin Costner on draft day type where all of a sudden we think that... Uh, He's going to go one way, but he ends up trading both Aaron Rodgers for a pick or two and Jordan Love. And then they sign like Derek Carr. Giant stones. He need a wheelbarrow to carry on to set. Like Randy right, and, and, right, and then they draft C.J. Stroud or something like that, right? <laughs> Do something um, crazy. Did you see a picture from Bryce Young yesterday walking by other NFL like draftees? And like how just tiny he looked compared to the mountain men out there? It was crazy. He, he, is, not a, he is not a large man, and, and watching... And watching the way Tua's career has played out, that will be a major concern, I'm sure, for a number of, of general managers when it 
when, when, when it comes to Bryce Young. But, to, to, you know, to your kind of jokey question, Evo, you know, they're ready to see Jordan Love. I mean, they, they really are. And, um, you know, it, they're just going to have to make, uh, you know, all the pieces fit with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think, believe me, Rodgers has the pulse um, of, of Packer Nation uh, – Full, you know, he, he fully understands, you know, how, how he's viewed by a lot of people right now. He used the term diva a couple different times yesterday in the, in the, in that podcast. You're an Aubrey Marcus guy now, Rob, you're an Aubrey Marcus guy. Yeah. Well, I didn't know who that was until yesterday, (laughs) but, but, uh, um, you learn learn something new every day. And, uh, no, I mean, (laughs) believe me, he, he understands he's never going to be viewed in the same light as Brett Favre. Um, and, and, and his reputation, which is already, you know, kind of taken some hits here in the, in the last few years for a number of different things. I, I, I don't, I don't think he wants to go yelling and screaming into the night. And, and I think he's going to try to make this work with management and, uh, you know, and then at the right point in time, the Packers will honor him and he'll eventually go into the hall of fame and Hell be yeah. celebrated as an all-time great Green Bay Packer, which, which there's no doubt he is. <laughs> I hope the Packers to celebrate Rogers when it, it comes to fruition, they have like a darkness retreat room. Like you can go sit there in the dark. Like Ro- they'll put Rogers bust in complete darkness. You have to go in this room and pretend like you see it. Robbie, or they can, or, or even they can pack eighty thousand into Lambeau Field right and not put on the light. <laughs> do, do it like and handle like ayahuasca to everyone. Could you imagine eighty thousand yeah. people tripping balls? That'd be hilarious. Hey, I'll tell you real quick too, guys. That you'd go. Related topic. Oh yeah. With this football team, you've been watching how they've been, they've cleared up some cap space here now. They're yeah, I know. There, which is, which is remarkable. I didn't think they were gonna, you know, postpone the credit card payments again for another season. <laughs> but uh, you know, they're at about seventeen million right now, guys. And if they do Bakhtiari, they could be looking at the better part of thirty. When's the Piper and, come calling for his money? They, uh, real, real soon, Evo. <laughs> it's gonna be. In, going to be in the next year or two when you look at some of this dead cap money on some of these guys 34 million now on kenny clark and you know 99 on rogers i mean <laughs> it, it'll never it'll never come to that 35 on jair alexander 18 on aaron jones i mean numbers like that uh but it's it, you know that bill's going to come to in the next year i've two, done guys. the math rob i've done the math it's it's, it's it, ugly it comes due a, a lot we're gonna have to start cutting good players next year Yep, I, I totally agree with you, Nelly. But my point was, they are going to be able to make a run here, guys, in the next you know two weeks at some big name free agents, um, and and potentially beef up that roster, which I didn't think was possible when the year ended. But they, they clearly uh, you know they clearly called Visa and asked for an extension, and Visa Visa was very nice with them. Is it so. not crazy, Rob, that you have almost seventeen million in dead cap this year? Imagine a player that's worth seventeen million being on this roster. The only thing I'll say to that, Nelly, is seventeen million today isn't even what it was five years ago, right? When the cap was one seventy or one eighty. You know, now with it being, you know, two thirty, two and a quarter, whatever, um, it, it, it's certainly a far less, you know, percentage. It's you know, instead of ten percent, it's six percent or, or whatever. But no, it's it, 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 it's a big time number, uh, you know, to carry that that kind of dead weight cap hit. They're trying to avoid it. Uh, for as long as possible, but at some point in time, it's going to punch him in the mouth, Nelly. You're, you're, you're totally right on that. Rob, just a yes or no before I let you go because we're really late. Do the Badgers beat Purdue tonight? Yes. Yes! Yes, Rob, right. yes! A follow-up question. Yes! Follow-up question. You know yes or no? Yes! If, they, you know if, they be, if they beat Purdue tonight, do they lose to Minnesota on Sunday? 
Oh, no, they, they, they beat Minnesota, and, and, and here's part three of my prediction, and God knows I hope I'm right. You will be. Wisconsin goes farther in the NCAA tournament than Marquette. Yes, Robbie! <laughs> yes! Rob, I'm screaming. There's like people all over the other studios looking in the studio right now. Yes, Robbie! Rob, I love Marquette, you so much. Marquette, Marquette will lose that 314 game. That's say my Mar- prediction. Tell, I'm gonna, hey, I'm going to turn this music off. Just say Marquette sucks. Hopefully you guys can talk about you know something that isn't like you know the Badgers losing tonight, which is a possibility because Purdue is the fifth-ranked team in the country. That would be uh, be nice to talk about a win tomorrow. Okay, let, let's just let's just do this. Badgers win tonight. Are they firmly then in? I don't think they're firmly in the NCAA tournament. It goes a long way. I don't think they're firmly in. Yeah, our guy Thick Cheddar. What if they lose to Minnesota? The route. I mean, Minnesota's terrible. Minnesota's god awful. Okay, they lose to Purdue. They lose to Minnesota. Not to put that juju out there. You have to win the Big Ten. I was gonna say that's my next question. Do you have to win the Big Ten tournament? Yeah. You lose to Purdue, you beat Minnesota, you win two games in the Big Ten tournament. I think you're in. Two wins in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Lose to Purdue, beat Minnesota, win two games in the tournament. I, oh, you're right on the bubble. Either If you win three 50, in the Big 50, Ten tournament, you're in. Three, you're in. Two is two, you're, maybe. You're, you're in that, you're, your fate is left to a bunch of people in a room One judging resumes. Done. One, I think you're done. In Wisconsin, you really hope they play like the team that they played like the beginning of the season. But when's the last time we saw that? Uh, Early January. It's <laughs> yeah, because they got a double digit win. It was their first double digit win since December thirtieth when they did it. No, that was what month is it? March. That it's was late. March, that was late 2nd. February. They did that. Man, this Badger basketball team is a conundrum. That is, it is, it is tough to figure out. Is it not? Um, or is it just? Is it not tough? Is it like they got a thin bench? They don't have a the guy. Well, Connor Seaton's kind of emerging into that. Uh, Chucky Hepburn is hurt. Now, Greg Gard was talking two days ago about Hepburn. Here, take a listen. I, I don't know yet. I haven't talked to our trainer since yesterday, so I don't know where he'll be at in terms of the process today. Is, so I'll learn more today. Tuesday. I would be hopeful, but until I see that and talk to our training staff, I don't know. If Chucky Hepburn does not play, tonight's an L. Are we like Bill Paxton and Aliens 2? Game over, man. Game over. Like, this isn't me crapping on Kamari McGee. Kamari McGee hasn't been given a ton of run this season. He's had some good minutes, though. He did give him some good minutes in the last couple games where he was, or the, the few games this season where he's been thrusted in and had to play a larger role. But clearly, Chucky Hepburn is a better player. Clearly, when the intensity in games pick up, like in March Madness or down the stretch or a Big Ten tournament, you need to have your best players. All right, how about this? Here's Gardo on Kamari McGee saying he's clearly gotten better and more comfortable. He was a turnover machine earlier in the year in practice. You know, I think he didn't quite understand how to play within that. And as I've always said, I viewed him as a freshman just because he, there's so much to learn. Regardless of what you played before, every program's a little bit different. And, and the cohort of the team that you're with is different. So he's gotten better, and there's no doubt. More confident, more comfortable, and it has shown how he's played. Basically, what Greg Gard was saying there, because... Now, Kamari McGee came from UW-Green Bay, and he was one of the better players on UW-Green Bay. 
But what guard basically said there without saying it is the horizon. This league isn't sucks. the horizon league, man. <laughs> the horizon league sucks. This, this isn't in the Horizon League, man. It's the Big Ten this big, is the stage. big Ten big stage. <laughs> big time players. All right, so more on McGee, though. Uh, Gardo was talking about the last you know 20-some days has really opened up his eyes on Kamari McGee. I think sure. the last 20 days has really opened the eyes of not only me but our staff. We, we've commented on it in our meetings several times, and, and it started in practice. I think he's become more and more comfortable, more accustomed to our – vocabulary how we have to do things and it's shown in games but it started what we've seen in practice well that's what you want to see right guys growing as the season progresses this guy's getting better so that's a good well that this is the this kind of speaks to wisconsin's depth right you look at the fact that he was saying kamari mcgee who was expected to be their backup point guard wasn't ready to play he was a turnover machine in practice early in the season yeah that was supposed to be their backup point guard yep and when you talk about uh, the Wisconsin Badgers and some of the guys that had left the university, like they probably anticipated the fact that they were going to have another player in this role. Then they had to go grab Kamari McGee. Now he he's coming from the Horizon League. He's kind of got to transition into a higher level of basketball, into a new role where he's not specifically one of the star players. Yeah, it's it's been it's been quite the roller coaster for Badger basketball. And Rowdy, you went off this roller coaster. You went off the ride, right? Well, at the beginning, we, <laughs> at, at the beginning, the, it was fun. No, at the beginning, before the season started, did you even want to get on the ride? Were you even that interested? Yeah, because I said I was I was saying that the Badger finished fourth or better. I'm like until they prove me wrong, I'm all in. I'll Remember? Be, I'll be honest. I didn't really want on the ride. I know. I know because everything, I still, no matter what, everything said on paper that this team would finally reach what the writers were actually predicting. They didn't have a lottery pick. That was pretty clear. Mm. The depth was definitely not as deep as it was a season ago and just a lot more inexperience. I didn't know if I wanted on the ride. Well, well, they came out. They put you on the ride. They came out and they played well. I mean, they, they beat teams like Stanford and technically a neutral site, but it was in, it was was in Milwaukee. Yeah. But they came out and won games against some decent teams. Took uh, Kansas to the limit. Should have won that game. Should have beat USC. Mm -hmm. Like they beat some nice teams. So you're like, okay, I'm I'm kind of a believer. This team is a lot better than what you know the writers believed or what even I believed going in. And then we hit Big Ten season, and they started out three and zero, and then everything just felt like it unraveled for about a five to six week period. Yeah. And now I'm questioning whether I want back off the ride. Well, I I feel like we were, we were dropped off. So like when the you ever been to Six Flags? I have been to six plays. Were you there when the Batman ride was there? I have, but I never went on it so, because the lines were so long. So I went to Six Flags when the Batman ride first opened. And I, I take real quick. I yeah. Best best place to hang out or go to like those amusement type parks? Little America. The wave pool. The wave pool is always fun to mess around in and there's no lines. I hate waiting an hour to get on a ride that lasts yeah. two seconds. Well, th- that's that's what I'm. A, the wave pool is fun, Rowdy. You just got to be, be careful. <laughs> yeah. like, there's not a bunch of kids pissing in it. But Rowdy, I feel like I went to Six Flags a long time ago when the Batman ride first opened. I was I caught up in the excitement Batman, of it. Batman, Superman. Yeah, yeah. I, I waited in line for like two f- effing hours to do the Batman ride. It just it opened. 
The bat, the Batman ride at Six Flags, it lasts like 30 seconds. That's what I'm saying. I never understood that. I waited in line for like over two hours, and I was pumped. I get on the ride. I'm all giddy. And then 30 seconds later, it's over. That's what I feel like this Badger season was like. I waited for a long time to wait for it. I was excited about it because I'm always excited about Badger basketball. I got on. I strapped in. It's the beginning of the season, right? And then all of a sudden, the ride's over before you know it. The ride's over. Or is it? What if they beat Purdue tonight? Am I, am I back in well, line waiting for okay, the Superman that's ride? That's one of the other things that maybe lack of a better term has been annoying with Wisconsin basketball the last handful of years. Because right when you want to write them off, they pull you they right, pull back right back in, in and they'll win a couple games they probably shouldn't. And then you're like, oh, well, you know, it looks like they're figuring some things out. Looks like they can make a run or it looks like they, they can win this game or that game. And then they go back to underperforming, and then you're—it is a roller coaster. You're up and down. Uh, yeah, you're bipolar. This one just happened to end sh- quickly. I don't. Batman Ride is cool. It was literally like it was like thirty seconds long. It wasn't like uh, if you have like a fast pass, or you can like scream that you have some, <laughs> some kind of disease to get you up front in front of everyone, then go for it. Like so it, the last time I went to Six Flags, tell me if if I've this just in, doesn't make sense. I've been there in like I don't know how long. We go to Six Flags. We get there kind of early, got on a couple of rides because the lines weren't that long. All of a sudden, you know, you're creeping up to the afternoon and a lot of people start showing up and you're like, well, I don't want to sit in this line for an hour. Okay, let's go hang out at the wave pool. All right. This is kind of fun for an hour or two. Maybe walk around. You know where we all ended up? The wave pool? Outside the amusement park, back in the parking lot, just drinking (laughs) and BSing. I mean, you're a good Wisconsinite, right, Rowdy? No matter what state you're in, there, if you have a parking lot and you got a cooler, it's time to party. Like, you know what? What's the wait in the line? Two, two, two. I did a Superman ride too. Wait, like two and a half hours. It sucked. Anyways, I haven't been back since. I'm Sam, I gave up like 15 years ago. I was gonna say this was probably close to a decade ago. <laughs> line one. Good morning. Who's this? Six Flags has a wave pool. Uh, Rowdy, is that? I be- believe they do. The one that we were at, they did. Was that the one in Gurney? Yes. Man, I haven't been there in ages. So same, same. I haven't been there since that. <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, um, bring your swimsuit, bring a full uh, bladder, and jump in, baby. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so, <laughs> top four. Yeah, I was right there with you, my friend. Unfortunately, we're fourth from the bottom, yeah. not the top. I know you and I were riding high on Bucky, and then reality smacked us hard. Yeah, you know, and we had good reason to ride high. I mean, they they showed a lot of promise, yeah. and it was a prove me figured, wrong scenario. You know, you figured they were only going to get better, not worse. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say, you know, they played really well on Sunday. I haven't called in all week, but I'm calling in now. They played really good Sunday. You know, there was a lot of lot of pluses in that game. They should have won the game. <laughs> Hunter Dickinson was farting rainbows on that last shot. Let's be honest. <laughs> He had leprechauns crawling all over him. There's no way that shot should have went in. Because he put one up just before that that barely even hit the iron. I know. It's it's, it's hard to stomach losing on a circus shot like that, especially to Hunter Hunter Dickinson. You know, and that's kind of been the season in a nutshell. It's been all these close games. They just can't finish. It is what it is. You know, you just hope for next year. I mean, it's kind of like the Packers season. It started out not so so great. Badgers opposite of that, but they both end kind of on a on a bad note. And 
I don't know. I don't see them beating uh, Purdue tonight. I was just going to ask what happens tonight. <laughs> I mean, it, it, even if Chucky Hepburn's out, honestly, I don't think he's a number one point guard in my eyes. He's a great player, but he's not a facilitator. He's he's a glorified Demetri Trice. He's not a whole lot better than that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Trice always loved the, those uh, those end of the shot clock prayer three pointers. Chucky's falling into that a little bit sometimes, you know. So yeah, and if he's he in was the game, on, he was hitting them though earlier this year. That's the thing. He was. He maybe he's got the yips. Who knows? But I think if he's in that game Sunday, it's not even close. Yeah. Because it just the offense is so stagnant when he's in there. Well, Kyle, like, um, yeah, sorry. I like I like McGee. I really like McGee. He shows a lot of upside, and you know we'll see what happens tonight if if he's a starting point guard. Yep, Kyle, we love you, brother, and go love jump into that wave you. pool. Take a piss in it, all right? We'll do. See, you, buddy. <laughs> we'll do. Uh, line two. Good morning. I can make a free throw. <laughs> well, one handed, right? Because the other hand's got to have an ice house in it. Uh, actually, today is natural ice. Oh, that explains a couple of things. Yeah, and I I can make a free throw, and I I I, I did it at a at a resort in Michigan. Let me guess, Ludington. Tracy Webster. Uh, oh, unbelievable! All right, there he is. He's got a beer in one hand, a ball in the other, and he made a free throw at Ludington, Michigan, at a resort. If we had Charlie shoot a hundred free throws. How many do you think he actually makes? I'll give him one. Like, cause I'm sure he makes. Some over ten. <laughs> I was thinking like in the twenties. <laughs> really? Uh, line, line three. Yeah, who's it's this? Not that hard. Uh, well, he's also hammered drunk. Line three. Who's this? It's natural state. Hello. Oh. that's a natural state, dude. That's like you being that's sober true. and shooting. That is a good, actually, a really good point. Like he's so conditioned. Exactly, his yeah. body's used to it. Sobri- sobriety. Th- that's when you get the. The shakes. You don't want a guy shaking up there like a leaf. I was going to give him the first number that came to my head, 24%. Okay, do you let him have the beer? Just under a quarter of the time. Do you let him have a beer as he's shooting, or do you put it in like, he can the, do Gator- whatever he wants. Or like the Gatorade bottles, go to the sidelines, and you like squirt it in your He mouth. can do whatever he wants. As long as he keeps his toes behind the line. Yeah, he's got to have that, that perfect buzz. Not the, you know, when we... Never mind. I don't want to get in the mind of Charlie. Twenty-four percent. Why are you drinking that? Why are you drinking natty light, Charlie? Stick to your ice house. You're much happier on the on the ice house. Natty light brings out the emotions in you. We don't need that. We need a happy-go-lucky Charlie, not a down and out Charlie. We were just drinking Coors Light the other day. What happened to that? It's gone. All right, let's take a trip down the rowdy hole. Now, rowdy, I know for a fact there's things that you can't stand. Well, there's a lot of things you can't stand, but. On top of the list right now, it's the Aaron Rodgers, what is he going to do talk. It's the budger, uh, the Bubble Badgers, like uh, the same bracketology watch. And it's the quarterback sneak <laughs> butt push. I'm so, it's so dumb. The NFL should scrap it. It's so stupid. Now, do you only hate that because the Eagles no, use it a lot and not- Ben loves the Eagles? They can say, oh, the Eagles, Jalen Jalen Hurts can squat so much and he can lift this and he can do that and he's athletic. Yeah, okay, whatever. It also helps when you have two grown men pushing you from behind. And that's just, they're like grown, grown men. Yeah. It's like, guess what? Tom Brady, I don't think he squats that much. No, I don't think so. He was does, damn good. Does Tom at, Brady even squat 225? He was damn good at doing the quarterback sneak. 
Do you think Tom Brady squats three plates? You think he squats three fifteen? He doesn't. I bet he doesn't even squeeze squats like the resistance bands. Yep, there it is. TB twelve workout resistance bands. Yeah. Yep. But he was great at quarterback sneaks. He's like Ronnie Coleman status. I don't status. think anyone ever confused Tom Brady for a power lifter. Light, wait, light, wait. You ever seen Ronnie Coleman? Hoofta. Anyways, he was on roids. But, but yes, it's so dumb because, watch, yes, Jalen Hurts is powerful. Yes, the Eagles offensive line is good. But how many times were they, like, stopped and then all of a sudden getting shoved from behind, just the momentum carries them two yards? Yeah. Like, look at, remember Chandler Jones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or no, not not Chandler Jones. Who was the? You talking about the Seahawks? The def, no, no, the defensive tackle for the Chiefs, Jones. I can't think of his first name. He jumped over the line oh, to stop, yeah. and he literally hit him, and then he still went forward after getting pushed. Okay, a three hundred pound, huge, athletic man does not hit you, and then you still go forward without getting pushed from behind. Was it Dontari Poe? Was it Poe? No. I know who you're talking about. Well, I, I mean, I do, but I don't. I can picture the play. Chris Jones. There you go. Mike Jones? You're not getting hit who? by a 300-pound guy and then still go forward after being hit by this guy. So the butt... Fu- aren't they saying that they're going to, like, outlaw? Like, yeah, they're, they're, gonna they're, ban they're it? looking into it. Yeah. They should be banned. It should have never been allowed. Now, you were on that, like, even mid-season. Yeah. Like, this stuff. One of the reasons why I hate the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the main reason why you hate the Eagles? Probably because Ben wanted to win so bad every day. <laughs> oh, Ben's on vacation, by the way. But yeah, it was so annoying. It's like, well, they're really great. They're setting historic records. Yeah, because they have a, a big, strong quarterback and a really great line, and they get to push him. It's because he can squat 600 pounds. Oh, okay, cool. Like, enough. So on your it's list, stupid. On your list of annoyance. Guess what? If we would have put, you know, a couple of offensive lineman in the backfield and let Aaron Rodgers sneak it. I bet they could have shoved him forward four yards too. Might have broke him a little bit. I don't think Rodgers squat. It's like, it's like impossible to stop unless they screw it up. Here you go, Pete. Here's a negative on Rodgers. I don't think Rodgers is squatting too much weight. I don't, he doesn't look like a guy that squats a lot of weight. He's probably doing the resistance bands too, which whatever. Uh, Real quick before I get the phone call, your level of annoyance on things is number one, the the Rodgers talk. Oh, that's fever pitch for me. Like that's, that's a that's one a, is then the bracketology bubble watch. Baggers? I'd rather talk about and then butt butt stuff. I'd rather talk about on air fringe minor league baseball players that Ooh. would maybe never even get to the big leagues. Yeah, see, we like that, are, that are pitching yeah. in spring Ooh, training yeah. than talking about Aaron Rodgers Ooh. and whatever yeah crap they're Sorry. talking about. Yeah, we like having listeners though, Rowdy. Yeah, we like having listeners. Line one. Good morning, listener. Who's this? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? 281. What, what's the number? 281-330-8004. Hit Mike Jones up on the low because Mike Jones about to blow. It's 800 Oh. Yeah. Mark? Um. The, I don't disagree with the, with the butt pushing thing, but <laughs> don't, don't give me the unstoppable thing. If that was the case, that's all anyone would ever do. And we were stopped a couple times on it. So, yeah, yeah, certain players and certain setups are going to have a a, a better chance of stopping it. But, hey, here's the thing. Get off the ball quicker. Market plunger? Yeah. You're a smart man. You know that? You know, I I do agree, though. 